We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another BuzzBeat. This is Richie, and on today's episode, you're going to listen to Brian and Spencer present some hypothetical trades. All of these trades are centered around Terry Rozier, whose value is peaking at the right time. They have fake trades with the Raptors, Lakers, and Magic. Let us know which of these is your favorite. Let us know which of these you feel are the most realistic or unrealistic from either side, either team. And as we get into this, if you'd like a place to chat more about trades and more about the Hornets and and talk with other Hornets fans about the latest happenings, download the Substack app, which is available both to iOS and Android, and just search BuzzBeat or BuzzBeat Plus. There's a chat tab where you can start a thread, join others in conversation that are already going on. It's completely free. So go ahead and get into that if you would like to talk with us. I'm on there constantly uh, going back and forth with others. But without further delay, here's BG and Spencer. We're basically going to uh, focus on Terry Rozier trade ideas here. Um, You know, Gordon Hayward, obviously, we've discussed in past episodes because of his expiring contract is probably priority number one. Um, but we will talk more about Hayward as we get closer to the deadline and Hayward's hurt right now. So we, you know, it's, it's just a different conversation. Rozier has been playing very well. Uh, last night was his worst game in a while. I would say, uh, at Chicago, been, been shooting the ball. Well, his assist numbers have been up all season. Uh, he's, he's just really kind of back to the shooter. He was prior to last season, I think, um, which probably gives any team that's looking at him like a lot of peace. Like, okay, this is the guy that he's going to be shooting wise. He's playing with the ball in his hands a lot more this year. More, I mean, there's a lot of positives. I tweeted out a few uh, ideas, BG, this morning, and I'm going to work on more. But these these were the three that jumped out to me of in terms of like this makes sense for Charlotte, I think. Uh, and only one of these three actually includes – a future pick coming back to Charlotte. So we'll start here and then you just kind of, I'll read it. I'll give my, uh, you know, my two cents of why I think it makes sense for Charlotte. And then you tear it apart or agree, whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Perfect. First one. And I really tried to focus on teams that are definitely trying to compete and need shooting badly. 
Uh, so all three of these teams definitely represent those uh, attributes. All right. Charlotte, Toronto, Rozier going to the Raptors. Again, no picks in this one. The Hornets get Gary Trent's expiring contract, $18.5 million. And really the prize of this uh, trade is Grady Dick, uh, the 6'7", uh, I guess, shooting guard, wing, uh, rookie from, from Kansas, who played early in the season and showed some some promise and has been out of the rotation for I don't know how long, BG, but it's kind of a – and this is exactly the position Charlotte needs, by the way. They need a wing defender that, that can go up a position, down a position, and a guy that can stretch the floor, shoot on the other end. I have no idea what Grady Dick's going to be, but – and I don't even know if I would make this trade if I were Charlotte, but it makes sense in terms of it fits a need, a positional need that they – that they need. It's a rookie contract. It's a guy you have rights on uh, for multiple years and can re-sign. I don't know. Turning Rosier into Grady Dick isn't, isn't the worst thing in the world. No, I actually, I mean, I, I like Grady as a prospect. Um, I quite enjoyed him at Kansas last season. I didn't see him a ton during the year, but um, when MJ Rice, who was a was a freshman five-star with, with Grady at Kansas. He transferred to state in the off season, NC state. And when I wanted to scout MJ, I ended up watching a lot of Kansas and, and, and Grady Dick. And he's, he was awesome. <laughs> he's very like potentially like a special shooter mover with good size. Right. And I mean, he, he was, he bombed threes last season, spot ups, transition, uh, coming off screens, even some stuff in the in the pick and roll, but like a guy that can really move. He's got some interesting tools as like a finisher around the basket. Maybe not as like a you know a, come off a, a ball screen and you know just break down a defense, but his ability to catch and go and, and finish in the paint, or his ability to like run out and transition. He's got he's got some sort of like acrobatics and uh, in, in body control to his game, but. I just think anytime you get the chance to maybe uh, like early second draft a four, uh, you know, uh, a, a lottery pick or whatever, like that's something you should really be interested in, especially when that guy has the promise to be a a, a wing that can shoot. Um, and so, so yeah, that that is something that that I would be interested in. Um, and I think like maybe with with uh, quickly now in Toronto, there's like a little bit less of a need for Rozier. Um, cause you brought this, uh, you brought this one up before the, the quickly, um, you know, precious, uh, trade was made between, uh, New York, um, and, and I guess RJ Barrett also in that deal. I shouldn't leave him out. And I, I, I liked it then. Um, I kind of, for a lot of the reasons that people are like hyped for the Scotty Barnes, Emmanuel quickly, like two man game. Um, but Rozier could could do a lot of the same, could do a lot of the same things. And obviously he's scored very well out of the pick and roll this season. So I, I do like that. Um, some people don't think like Grady is like a, a big enough return, but he's a good, he's a big time shooter prospect. And you also get out from underneath Rozier's contract too. So that, uh, that seems like not a bad way to cash in. Yeah. I, and it's a great point. I, I thought about the New York Toronto trade thought, you know, Toronto's probably done now, but they have so much size and like if they made this trade, it would signal Siakam staying, you know, we still have Scotty Bartley. We still have plenty of length. So, you know, trying quickly and Rosier out there at the same time and just suffocating you with shooting, 
floor spacing, drivers, length. Like it's it's kind of your team though in Toronto then because they lose the you know you have Gary Trent coming off the books this summer. You're going to lose a little bit of flexibility or a lot of flexibility, really, considering you're taking on Rozier's contract for next year. So, like, this is your team now. It's R.J. Barrett, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, Quickly, Rozier. But the more I thought about that team in my head, I was like, I kind of like this team. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's it could be an e-semifinals team. But uh, so, anyways, you're probably right. They're probably done doing that kind of uh, trade business after the trade with New York. But um, anyways, I like this for Charlotte, too. All right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next one. This is the trade that does uh, include a future pick coming back to Charlotte. And this is actually the team that I think Rozier is the most uh, obvious fit for in the NBA right now. I let me let me start by saying, can anyone can any national NBA personality talk about any trade with the Lakers without it solely being about Zach Levine? Like, can we <laughs> can we come up with any other ideas, or it's just? We all have to pretend like this is a get up and talk about yeah Zach Levine. How do we get him to the Lakers? Like, guys, Zach Levine's going to make forty million dollars next season. Like, yeah, one hundred forty million dollars between three guys on that roster. One of them's going to be Zach Levine. I don't. I I just come on. We we got to be better than this. So. It, it does. It does feel like it's just like oh my god, twenty five point per game score that can shoot like. He's got, he's kind of a big name. And then as you, as you would, as you, you know, could obviously put this together, just like the clutch connection is, is probably like part of that. But yeah, it's like, there's not enough other like big names to mention. And it's just like coming up with a Zach Levine hypothetical deal is like sexier than it is uh, a Terry Rozier one, at least like, you know, in terms of like national audience, I guess. Yeah, I, I just it's, it's just so weird. It's like okay, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Zach Levine. You have a hundred and forty-three million dollars wrapped up in those three players next year. Like, 
Good luck. Yeah. Good good freaking luck. All right. Or you can have a Terry Rozier who actually might be a better player (laughs) for half the price. Um, And I just, he fits exactly what the Lakers need. They desperately need more ball handling. They desperately, desperately need more shooting. I I really think Rozier would be a phenomenal fit uh, next to LeBron. They could easily hide him, not easily, but they, he would not be as noticeably, noticeably bad on defense on that team, I don't For think. For sure. Agreed. Uh, so anyways, here's the trade. D'Angelo Russell, he's got a player option for $18 million next year. I'm going to go ahead and break this news. He's going to pick that up. So <laughs> you're, you're on the hook for one more year with D'Angelo. Tari and Prince, expiring contract, $4.5 million. And the Lakers, because of, because of all the picks that they've already traded, as far as I can tell, cannot trade a first-round pick until 2029. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't mess with the protections on this. I'm sure there would be some haggling there, but you know, it's something like a 2029 first could be from for Los Angeles a very volatile <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, that could be one of the best gyms in the NBA. So you're not getting any, and, and it's just Rozier going back to LA. So you're not getting a player here. Um, it's more or less a salary dump. Maybe you can flip D'Angelo for something. Um, down the road, if you can kind of revamp his value. Uh, and you start to get net positive on future first-round picks. And considering that Charlotte, regardless of how good LaMelo Ball is moving forward, is probably not going to be a free agent destination. So at some point, you've got to start stacking the cupboard, um, you know, net positive in future first-round picks for for trade reasons. So, you know, I, I can understand how a lot of people wouldn't love this. They're like, what are we actually getting here? 2029 so far away. I don't care. But like, I, that's just, you know, at some point, I know we're trying to build around LaMelo, but we also have to be cognizant of doing smart business uh, and getting that positive and pick. So I, I think I would do this if I were Charlotte. BG, what's new to you? Yeah, I think it's another, I think it's another like reasonable and good hypothetical rosier trade from, from you, Spencer. And I, and I agree, like, it, you know, it, luckily it does not – luckily, unluckily, whatever. It doesn't look like the Hornets are going to end up giving up this pick that they moved in the 2020 – like, it seems like it will be conveyed as two second-round picks. The draft yep. that was uh, that they used to get back into the 2021 first round to draft Kai Jones. Um, but that that's still technically dangling out there, though it, it doesn't seem like that will uh, – it does seem like that will eventually convey as, I think, two seconds instead of a – a first round pick. I think San Antonio has the rights on that now after it's moved around to a few different teams. Um, but yeah, this would be a great way for them to, to get in the bonus, like something the Hornets have like rarely, you know, been able to do um, as they've, you know, s- struggled and fumbled their way through rebuilds, mini rebuilds, half builds, and, and a lot of like them just sort of like gunning for the, the eighth seed in the Eastern conference. So would love to do that. Um, I think there's always this like existential fear of like having a Lakers pick around the league because you know they're the Lakers are star driven and they're often very good and but right now there's no like outside of the all of the inherent you know advantages that LA has as like the like premier franchise and destination market in the league there's no like obvious path. Like they don't have a, like a young superstar on hand right now. They're very top heavy. They're old. Even, you know, 
Um, I don't think LeBron is still going to be around in 2029 playing basketball. Right. And, if and Anthony Davis will be 35 years 35, old. 35, yeah. So, 35 I mean, like, you have no idea where this team's going to be. So, so, I think there's a – to your point, like, I think there's a good chance that that ends up being potentially like a, like a really, you know, nice asset to have, um, which is why I would be interested in Lakers picks that are, like, years out in the future too. Like, I, I think that's – um, I think that's worth it. Um, I think that would be if you get a, if you get like a even if it is way out in the future, I think that's a good return as like the the sort of like principle in the deal for for Rozier, you know. Uh, and who knows? Maybe you can flip Russell next season. I mean, I, I don't know, but like it also a D'Angelo Russell Lamelo Ball backcourt like might break the internet. Well, I was I was gonna say BG. I actually uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but I actually would try to convince ownership management to uh, we're gonna buy we're gonna get D'Angelo here. We're gonna cut him a check for eight hundred thousand less than his guaranteed salary, and say good luck. You know, yeah. just, just to get him away from the, yeah. the team. So you're just you're just using his salary to get this first round pick. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I wouldn't actually want to see him play basketball. Yeah. Um. And from the Lakers' perspective, like as far as 2024 goes and the playoffs like how do you feel about Rozier, Reeves, LeBron, Rui, Anthony Davis as your like crunch time five because I I, my guess is that's what it would be I mean maybe Vanderbilt at the four or whatever but like that's my guess that sounds pretty good I mean I don't think that team's winning the west but uh you know Rozier would just he he would just help them so much on the offensive end taking attention away from Anthony Davis doubles, you know, giving LeBron more room to like, I think he could really like, I, I honestly think he could turn them into like a top 15 offense. That, that, that might, that really might be his like ideal role too, is like yeah. playing off to like larger, like ball handlers, like Reeves and LeBron with like, with like a, a dive and post threat in, in Davis. Um, yeah, I think he'd he'd be awesome as like a, a movement handoff guy in those looks, you know, and, and a guy that would run inverted pick and roll with LeBron and do all the stuff that like, you know, offensively driven guards have done for decades now playing with LeBron. Right. Um, yeah, I just I don't think the Lakers can do much better. I mean, they don't have much to trade here. I mean, without this Russell contract, they'd really have nothing to trade in certain terms of salary matching. So um I just, again, going back to how I opened this, all this Zach Levine talk, and I'm like, you know, here's a guy who might actually be a better player for half the price, and you have him <laughs> under contract for a few more seasons. Like, yeah. what what are we doing? Um, yeah. So, anyways, I would be surprised if there aren't some some Hornets uh, Lakers chatter as we get closer to the trade deadline. All right, last one, uh, and and this is probably – this is probably my favorite one um, just because of this player that Charlotte would be getting back. I think it would fit so perfectly uh, if he develops in the right way next to LaMelo Ball. But Terry Rozier going to the Orlando Magic uh, and the Hornets would get Gary Harris's $13 million expiring contract back and Anthony Black, uh, the rookie point guard. Um, so we would have – we would be reuniting Anthony Black and uh, Nick Smith Jr. here, uh, two Razorbacks from the past. Um, you know, Black has certainly shown some promise this season in Orlando. I, I believe his days are probably numbered uh, in terms of, uh, you know, real rotation minutes, uh, especially as the playoffs 
approach. He just he cannot shoot yet. Uh, is not a guy I think you can play serious crunch time minutes with if you're going to be a contending team. Um, but six seven on ball, uh, great vision, great passer. Uh, you know, good attacker. He's he's exactly what I would imagine putting next to Lamelo Ball, a big guard who can get Lamelo off the ball more often. Uh, is a good creator. He's got a lot of developing to do. We can talk a little bit about that if you want. But like this would be this would be the real prize in terms of a young player coming back that fits immediately, um, you know, onto this roster and, and next to Lamelo and. No picks in this deal, but I, I really like this one, BG. Yeah, and, and just keep in mind, Anthony Black, he's still 19 years old. Has, right. has won't even turn 20 uh until the end of the month. So and was a guy that was a top um, you know, top six pick as recently as, you know, nine months ago or or whatever, seven months ago. I liked Black as a prospect, um, but I'm kind of on him even more now in the NBA. I think a guy like like Anthony Black, some of the like jack of all trades guard wing players, like sometimes those guys are tough for me to um, to to evaluate because it's like, well, what's the one thing they do that's like clearly the best, right? Yeah, Especially right. if like shooting's a deficiency, and so something like I just feel like I'm like kind of hit or miss, like in terms of like my own evaluation, like sometimes those guys get into the NBA. And all of a sudden, they're just way, 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 way better players. Um, even a guy like like Halliburton, who I liked as like a jack of all trades prospect, obviously, like he's been, he's become just so, 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 so much more. Um, Wendell Moore Jr. was a jack of all trades prospect I liked out of Duke of a couple of years ago. He's obviously much older, coming to the league, came into the league older than than Anthony Black, but you know he hasn't really done much yet with the Timberwolves. Those are just two examples, but I could yeah I could list off like another dozen or so probably. But I like Black. He played well um, in against the Hornets uh, like a month ago or so, and had this really beautiful like transition, like one touch with like the inside of his palm pass for someone to get to get a, a finish in transition. Um, this magic team is awesome. Like I wish we, like, like Spencer, I don't know about you. Sometimes I look at this team and I'm like, man, I wish we did a magic podcast. <laughs> like just, <laughs> it's just a cool team. Um, I know they've hit a bit of a, a skid as they've been out West, uh, along with the well, Hornets. Hey, like, not, not, I mean, they win in Denver last night. Uh, I actually yeah, watched a little true. bit of that game earlier. I didn't, didn't finish it, but Jalen Suggs is coming on too, man. That, that's, Seven that's, of nine shooting last like he has he is really coming on quickly. And, and like one of the best guard defenders, like is a guy that should be yeah. in consideration for all defense. By um, the way, Rozier compliments Suggs and that, vice versa almost perfectly. That that's what I was gonna say is like yeah. as good as Suggs is, you know, he is limited in terms of half court creation, half court shooting, half court finishing, at least like with the ball in his hands. And just like to like, I've got Orlando's like synergy page pulled up in terms of like possessions where these guys are like using the possession, so shooting, drawing a foul, or turning it over. I mean, Ben Caro and and and, and Franz Wagner, they're who are their two best players, um, and are two incredible ten poles to build around. Like those are their two best pick and roll players. Uh, Cole Anthony been all right this season too, but there's a big drop from those guys to then Suggs, Joe Ingles. Um, I mean, I guess Fultz has been okay. Anthony Black, 0.74 points per possession um, out of the pick and roll. I mean, I, I don't think Orlando would like to give him up, 
But if they're think you know they're what twenty and fifteen now, and they think they can make some noise in the East, and Rozier fits like he would, you could hide him so much easier with this team. And like if Orlando's crunch time five is Suggs, Rozier, uh, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, who's in the in the midst of a heater right now too. Like he looks. I mean, I've been a true believer in him since I saw him play you know, an exhibition game at Duke in, in October 2021. But, like, man, he is unbelievable. But, like, those four and then either, you know, Gogo Bataze and Wendell Carter Jr., like, you know, at some point they're probably still going to, like, want to, like, upgrade at, at center. I guess Gogo's been pretty good for them this year. I do like Wendell Carter Jr., but I just haven't seen much from this year, so I'm not really sure kind of where he's he's been at. Um so I like. I think that's a team Orlando could be interested in. And yeah, Black is a very interesting defensive guard prospect that can really pass, creative player. Um, and yeah, if you figure out like the shot, I mean, there's there's something there's an interesting mix with a playmaking, you know, apparatus that's Lamelo Ball, Anthony Black, Brandon Miller, with Nick Smith Jr. coming off the bench, and Mark Williams, you know, screening and diving. Um, there's something there. Yep. There's something there. Yeah. Yeah, to touch on your point, you know, I agree. I don't think Orlando would want to do this. I think they, they're going to want a little bit more uh, if they're giving up Anthony Black. It, but I do think there's a deal here. Uh, okay, if it's Fultz, great. I mean, Fultz has like – it's like $11 million or something. Yeah. Like Orlando has a, a, a myriad of – a diversity of contracts. There is a trade here. It should Now you're just going to have to put a first-round pick on the t- – like yeah. is it lottery protected? Is it top 10? How far do we want to go out? We can have yeah. – but I, but I do uh, of these three teams, Orlando, Toronto, and LA. Orlando has a lot. They have a lot of draft capital to move. They have a lot of different contracts they can move. Like, I just don't know if they want to do anything right now, right? Like, they've got a pretty good team who probably maxes out at like what the fifth best team in the East. Like, yeah. are, do they want to? And this wouldn't be a just nothing move. Like they're taking on three years of Rosier at, you know, in the mid twenties. Right. So it yeah. does, yeah. it does affect some of their, um, you know, future cap flexibility uh, with time to pay the piper on some of these rookie contracts coming, to, coming <laughs> quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and all these guys are at least two of, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I guess Franz and Paula, I mean, they're both going to be max. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a minimum of two future max players on, on this roster. Um, Currently, just sort of like Suggs maybe isn't quite max, but he's going to be just sub max, you know, or maybe like maybe he does become a max play. Like I, I I probably would say he's 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 going to make a ton of money. But but my guess is even that, like, you know, his rookie extension looks more like I mean, probably looks like something closer to what McDaniels got from Minnesota than it does like the, you know, the the 25 percent rookie max or whatever. Um, which would be a, like if Orlando ends up doing something like that, that would be very, very good for them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we'll see with like Jed Howard and some of the other young guys on the roster, but they've got like, they've got the two like power wings and both those guys are incredible. And Ben Carroll looks like a guy that, you know, it could have, you know, like, you know, is going to get MVP votes, whether he wins an MVP award in his career or not, like, you know, we'll see. But, like, is a guy that's going to be, looks like a catalyst, a guy that could be, like, a catalyst, an engine, uh, a number one guy on a team that wins 50-whatever games and, you know, constantly makes deep runs into the the playoffs. Um, man, that 2022 draft was serious. Like, with he and uh, 
with he he and Chet going one and two, and in in heck, Jabari Smith has played uh, has played uh, pretty well for Houston this year too. So um, some really nice some really nice players at the top there. But yeah, it's inter- it's an interesting move. Um, and I we I think it's I think you brought up a good point, especially on these last two deals, like the Lakers in Orlando. Those are teams that could really use Rozier's shooting. What he does with handoffs, pick and roll, and could also just hide him best defensively. Like that's that's perfect. You know, that's an ideal landing situation for Terry. Exactly. So we'll see with Orlando. I mean, again, they beat Denver at Denver last night. Definitely their biggest win of the season, I would say. And uh, look, they're a half game out of fourth in the East. And you know, it's January the sixth. So <laughs> I, you know, you, you like your windows open and they close. I mean, it's a sliding doors league, right? So mm-hmm. we will see how serious they get in terms of trade trade talk. Uh, well, do you do you have any other any other Rosier uh, hypotheticals you want to kick around, or are those the the three you feel feel are uh, like sort of like most intrigued by at the moment? Yeah, at the moment, those are the the three I'm I'm intrigued right. by. You know, the Clippers I think are another uh, you know potential landing spot. For Rozier, um, for for all the same reasons we've talked about, I mean, they could they could hide him. He he would fit around that that defensive unit well. Um, I don't know exactly what's coming back, what they have to trade, but outside of that, I mean, most of the teams that Rozier is going to fit with are in the West. I, I was going down the Eastern Conference. There's just not enough contenders and teams that he he really fits on. Um, so I think that most of the suitors are are going to come from the West. You know, Dallas is another team, maybe. Um, but we will talk. We will talk about this. Good comment from Cam here. Uh, Rosier for Tepper, who says no. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. A I would good say. One. Yeah. I would say probably. Um, yeah, the city of Charlotte just says no on that one. Just yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the owner of the Panthers not covering himself in glory while covering a fan in uh, some type of beverage. What a joke! <laughs> what a real pathetic joke! It's just. Yeah, I mean, the wheels have totally gone off the wagon there. It's uh, safe to say. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with BG and Spencer on some hypothetical trades with Terry Rozier involved. I know that felt like it ended abruptly, but it was part of a larger conversation that those two recorded over this past weekend and where they talked about Bryce McGowan's and Nick Smith Jr. And they even got into some early conversations about ACC prospects for the NBA draft. So go back and take a listen to that episode. That segment of that part of the conversation was released two days ago on Tuesday and three days ago if you were a BuzzBeat Plus subscriber. So I keep want to put that out there for you guys. If you want to know more about BuzzBeat Plus, go to BuzzBeat.com substack.com and I know there's a lot of free subscribers on that website which occasionally get the free preview and occasionally getting the the written pieces which will typically always be free to the public but this is mainly for ad free episodes early access to episodes it's almost like a private podcast feed and so those of you that do benefit from that we appreciate you guys and if you ever want to support us monetarily, Look into that. You can get a yearly subscription way cheaper than you can do it month by month. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode of BuzzBeat. We truly appreciate you guys. This is Richie. Take care. Take care.